Hello and welcome to the Baileys and Barbells podcast. This is your host, Lexis O'Hara. I'm a personal trainer and powerlifting coach specializing in sports performance and fitness nutrition. On this podcast, we talk all things strength and fitness while I sip on some Baileys. So grab your drinks and let's dive on in. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back. I don't even remember what episode we're on anymore. I'm going to guess nine, maybe 10. I think it's nine though. So welcome back guys. Today we are going to talk about something that I don't really see people talking about often, which I feel like I say in every episode, but this time I really do mean it. I don't see this posted about much on social media. I don't see people even asking this question. And I think it might be because people don't even know to ask this question. And that is what makes a functional or well-rounded or effective training program? And the reason why I'm talking about this is because right now, a lot of people are doing YouTube workouts or Pinterest workouts or just free single session workouts that they find on the internet or from Instagram. And this is not a great way to go about training. I even share my workouts, my individual workouts on Instagram as well, but I wanted to talk today about why you shouldn't actually just follow any random workout even if it aligns with your goals. So let's say a bodybuilder shares his workout and you are into bodybuilding or a powerlifter shares their workout and you're into powerlifting. All you're seeing is one individual training session, not the full routine or full program. So if you just follow that individual workout, it really isn't going to do anything for you as far as progress goes because one individual workout doesn't lead to progress. It's the full training program that leads to progress. So the point is you need to follow a training program. Do not just do some random workouts that you see on Instagram or Pinterest or YouTube. Now that that is all said, the next thing that we should talk about is what even makes a good training program? Because there are several training programs out there, but not all of them may be effective. And I wanted to give you the five criteria that actually makes a decent training program that you can use when you are looking into finding or creating even your own training program. So the first one is that it should focus on all three planes of motion. So when we move our bodies, we are able to move from side to side. We can also move from front to back and we can also rotate. These are called the sagittal, frontal, and transverse planes of motion. These are all of the planes of motion that we can move within. Now, the reason why this is important for you to focus on when you're looking for a training program that is functional and I should also say some of these are going to depend and vary based off of what your goals are and it's going to vary based off of what type of athlete you are. These different planes of motion are important for everyone to focus on. The reason for this is because whether you're just beginning or you're an advanced athlete, these are planes of motion that if you do not focus on, if you don't focus on all three of these planes of motion, you are risking injury. Anytime we are moving, we are going to move within one of those planes of motion. If we only focus within one plane of motion, which is what many people tend to do. So for example, let's say take a bicep curl. We typically do it in just the one plane of motion, just going up and down like this, but we can move these bicep curls into a different plane of motion. Let's say we're going to do some high cable curls. Well, we can do this in a whole different plane of motion. And this not only makes the program more functional by training in different planes of motion, but it also helps prevent injury. And that's one of the biggest reasons why you want to train in different planes of motion. So again, these planes of motion are frontal, sagittal, and transverse. This is moving from front to back, like that would be a squat, moving from side to side. We could say we're doing some side steps or some 
transverse rotation. So we could say we're going to do some Russian twists or something along those lines. Now, the second thing I think is probably the most obvious and what most people do recognize. And that is that we want to focus on all seven movement patterns. So a lot of the splits are push pull legs or something along those lines. Now our seven movement patterns or seven basic movement patterns are push, pull, squats, lunges, hinge, rotation, and gait. So a push movement would be chest press. A pull movement would be a row. And there's multiple. These are just examples. So a lot of times where these movement patterns will be neglected is in the booty builder workouts that a lot of influencers will post. With most of them, they don't split the movements evenly, which is kind of expected because it is a booty builder focus. But you can focus on building your glutes and still train the rest of your body pretty evenly, even if you do have a higher volume on the glutes or just the legs in general. So just because you are trying to build, let's say one specific body part, such as the glutes, that doesn't mean you want to completely neglect the rest of those movement patterns. So the next thing that you want to look for is that the program focuses on progressive overload. Now what this means is that it increases the training volume as the weeks progress forward or as the weeks go on. So training volume is your reps and sets or sets and reps as a normal person would say. I don't know why it just came out that way. It would be the training intensity. It could be the amount of weight you're lifting. It could be time under tension. So let's say if you are doing a squat, if you squat slower on the eccentric portion, that would be increasing your training volume. That's one that people tend to forget about. But there are multiple ways that you can increase training volume. You can increase the frequency of workouts within a week. You could increase the amount of movements that you do within your training session. There's so many ways that you can focus on that progressive overload. But at the end of the day, you want to ensure that there is some sort of progression in place throughout your program as a beginner, it's a lot easier to focus on that progressive overload. But as you get more advanced, it is a little bit harder and it's something that you have to be more strategic about when it comes to programming. So the next thing that you want to look at in your training program is to make sure that your exercises and movements are consistent throughout the program. Now, while you do want to change up the variations of movements, you don't want to change them up from session to session or even necessarily from week to week within a program. Typically, you want to change the exercises or movements or variations of the exercise every maybe six to 12 weeks. And this is because you need to give your body time to actually grow and strengthen within those movements. If you're constantly changing up those movements, you're not going to see progress with those movements. So that is something that I see a lot of trainers not necessarily follow in their training programs. And the reason why is because a lot of clients tend to not love doing the same movements over and over because it can be boring for someone who's just starting out. But the truth is it is more effective for you. You will see more progress if you consistently work on the technique and the strength within those individual movements before you focus on a different variation. So what I mean by this is if you are doing a, let's say we're gonna do an RDL as an accessory movement in your program, you wanna stick with training with that RDL, that Romanian deadlift, and work on the technique, work on strengthening that movement before you progress, let's say, into a sumo deadlift or any other variation of that deadlift for that accessory movement or any other hinge. So you wanna just make sure that you are actually sticking with those movements and not constantly changing it up. While it may be fun, 
to do that, it's not effective. And a lot of people will find too, as the weeks go on, if we're focusing on strength, you will have fun with those movements because you will see progress within those movements and you will see your strength increase. And that alone is very motivating and fun for a lot of people once they stick with it. Again, you can change the movements every six to 12 weeks. It depends on the person and how quickly they adapt. So the last criteria for a well-rounded and effective training program is that it is customized and specialized for you individually. Now, the reason why individual customized programs are most effective for each of us is because it focuses on our weak points. When we purchase some programs from online that aren't specialized to us. They don't focus on our weak points. And even though it is cheaper and it still can be very effective, I'm absolutely not downplaying that. There are very common weak points in society. For example, just sitting at a computer desk all day, you will see very common movement patterns start to become less effective based off of posture. So you'll see that common desk posture or forward rounded shoulders. I even struggle with this from time to time. And also you'll see that very common, a lot of people call it like the booty pose that girls do, but it's where they have that anterior pelvic tilt. So an anterior pelvic tilt is when you're sticking your butt out, like basically every girl, including myself on Instagram. trying to show off their butt. So we might be faking big butts on the internet, but in real life, our glutes are extremely weak. And so when we go and try to train our glutes, they aren't going to be effective glute workouts if our glutes don't know how to activate. So working on correcting that posture and learning to properly activate muscles that are weak and stretch those muscles that are overly active. So those overactive and underactive muscles and just general postural issues that we all face. Well, we don't all face them, but we may all have different types of issues when it comes to posture or overactive and underactive muscles. So having a trainer or coach or whoever do an assessment on you and really see what your posture is looking like, how your body is moving can help to really specialize a training program for you so that one, you're activating the muscles you're meant to be activating and not contributing to an issue will really help so that one, you see the goals you want to see, but also it will help with injury prevention. And at the end of the day, those things all really do matter, especially if you're young. A lot of times we don't really consider injury because we are so resilient, but I'm 26. I just turned 26 and my knee is messed up and I still think I'm young, even though if you would have asked me 10 years ago at age 16, if I was young, I would say absolutely not. I'm old and I'm going to die soon, but that's not (laughs) quite the truth. I feel younger than ever besides my injury, but the point is we are resilient for some time until we no longer are and unfortunately, that time can come whenever. It can be in high school. It can be before then. It could be after then. It could be when you're 45. But at some point, we no longer will be resilient. And when we contribute to, especially when you get into a training program, you want to make sure that that training program is both effective for you and how your body moves based off of your posture and also based off of just basic movement patterns of all humans. But even if you can't afford something that is more personalized, at least now you'll kind of understand or get an idea of what makes a good training program. So now if you go shopping for a new training program, you can look at these five criteria and make sure that at least those things are pretty consistent with the training program. It doesn't matter whether you're a bodybuilder, a powerlifter, a marathon runner. With each individual sport, there are going to be 
different criteria in addition to that or maybe some will be more prioritized than others in the training program but at the end of the day those are the things that you do want to pay attention to because if a training program is not functional and doesn't focus on injury prevention, then you're not going to be a functional athlete no matter what your sport is. So those are the things that you should be focusing on. And I also want to mention, if you can't afford working with a coach or a personalized program, I also offer consultations relatively cheap. You can go to my website, www.flexclub.fit, and I offer those consultations so we can do this all within 30 or 60 minutes and we can see what's going on. And then from there, I can help you literally write out the things that you need to focus on in your training programs. And that will be it. Thanks so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please give it a like and I will catch you guys in the next episode. If you want to learn more about coaching or training and nutrition as a whole, you can head over to www.flexclub.fit and check out all the cool stuff we've got going on over there. And if you guys liked today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. But other than that, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys.